Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wagner. I am so excited because listeners, get seated. This is going to be the largest and longest intro that I have had of any guest because the woman on the other line has been a working actor, singer, songwriter, comedian, playwright, director, screenwriter, photographer, acting coach. This woman works. She started at the age of seven on stage opposite Al Pacino. She's worked opposite Viggo Mortensen, Christian Slater, just to name a few. Some of her film credits and television credits, I should say, include Criminal Minds, Entourage, Parenthood, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Dexter, Ray Donovan, Mom, CSI Cyber, Good Girls, and she can be seen on this coming season 10 of The Blacklist on February 26th. She has played Yoko Ono in a one-woman show that she wrote and starred in herself called Dear Yoko, and she is currently putting up a ne- her next one-woman show called The Rub on Saturday, February 18th. She has a production f- company called Happy Hoppa Films that challenges stereotypes, bringing to light the untold stories of Asian American and diverse women throughout history. Anzu Lawson, it's nice to have you on the show. <laughs> Hi, Amber. Wow. I, I should listen to that every morning when I'm feeling depressed. <laughs> For sure. I mean, girlfriend, I was like, you know, usually my intros are like a paragraph. I couldn't stop at a paragraph because you are, that's not even touching on your music career. Oh. You know, this is like, you have, when do you sleep? <laughs> well, nobody realizes I'm 172 years old. So I've had a lot of time, <laughs> you know, Asian don't raisin. <laughs> oh, that's the best. I have never heard that one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I started before the, before I was born. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. And I mean, you started off running like started with the best of the best and I can't say that your career has digressed you have just continued on and I'm so fascinated to hear how you've continued to have longevity in this career oh there's been hills and valleys sure (laughs) and I feel like I've I've taken the long road on the yellow brick road you know and I've gotten lost and so you know just trying to navigate through how like like when I started out uh, there was (laughs) there was no computers (laughs) right and then there was pagers then there was you know I was still going auditions like looking up you know g5 a7 on the thomas guide i don't know if you're oh yeah yeah (laughs) you know and then and then going from black and white headshots to and then here we are like you know i mean i'm i'm not a very good tiktoker but (laughs) i don't sometimes i'm like oh my god can i even keep up with all the things that need to happen to you know just the different ways we have to navigate our acting career these days and just to grow with the times I know a lot of actors that are you know because back in the day you you didn't have to sell you didn't have to audition like half the people were offer only and now you've got a-listers doing self-tapes yeah so it's 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 you know it's 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 always exciting right Amber it sure is and I tell you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're not great at TikTok or whatever, but what you are fantastic at is marketing. Oh, like when I? I look at, yes, <laughs> when I look at your IG page and then, you know, your website and all of the things, all of your press and your production company's website, like you have dialed down 
the business side of things. And I think that has a lot to do with your success. You know, you are very findable. And what you do is very crystal clear, like in each avenue, whether it be your music, your music videos, your comedy, you know, your stand up, like you are a so diverse in what you do, but you're very good at putting out what you do. So I just really want to commend you because I, I kind of got lost in your world for the last couple oh of days. Oh my God, you are so sweet. Um, no, I realized how it's very important as an actor to, because I also admin actors and I realized like only because I wish I had a me back when I was starting out, you know, like I wish I had a mentor, right? Yeah. And I had to learn all, I had to learn by doing everything wrong. Yeah. And I realized how it's so important to have, when somebody Googles your name, it's important to own the first, at least the first, first two pages Mm -hmm. and to have, um, real estate on the internet, because, you know, if you have a, a, a a name, like, I don't know, Michelle Smith, there's a lot of, you know, you want to, you know, there shouldn't be a question as to who Michelle Smith, the actress is. Right. And a lot of, and so a lot of people don't realize, like, I have a lot of actors that are like, I don't do Twitter. I don't do Twitter. And I'm like, but you realize that Twitter has the biggest search engine. Like if you put a picture on Twitter and tag your name on it, that is going to go to the top of the Google searches. Wow. So if you just even just get a Twitter, like a, you know, if you just, or, you know, or IMDB is also a good one too, or, um, but a lot of people don't realize how important it is to to brand yourself, right? Yeah. And, and to take up as much internet uh, real estate you can, <laughs> yeah. really, because that's that that in itself as um, I mean, first of all, it's free <laughs> for sure, right? But um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little tricks and stuff that that you can do. But I think it's important, like if a casting person is going to look you up, they need to know who John Griffin, right? Yeah. They need to know like, oh, they, they're established. Right. For sure. And, um, and you can easily do that because there's, you know, when I first started out, there was like 13 female Asian actresses and I would wow. see them all the time. The same ones at yeah. the auditions, the same one, same one. Now, oh my God, 30,000, you know? Yes. Yes. So, and before, when I first started out, they would not, you couldn't have Jennifer Aniston two, Jennifer Aniston three, Jennifer Aniston four. Like you had to claim your name. Mm-hmm. Now you can be Brad Pitt too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could, oh wait, maybe you could just be the next Brad Pitt. That yeah, could be their stage name. <laughs> I'll just change my name to Mrs. Brad Pitt. How's that? <laughs> that totally works. Now is he somebody you've ever crossed paths with? Because I swear you've worked with everybody in the industry. You know, back when I was like for my, one of my first waitressing jobs, I did wait on him. You uh-huh. know what I mean? This yeah. is right after he did Legends of the Fall, and so okay. You know, it's, it's, he's beautiful. It's kind of not, not, you know, you're just like, oh, would you like a green tea ice cream or vanilla ice cream? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a force. You know, you made the, you made the joke in the beginning, how Asian don't raise him, which I'm still dying over, but it's true with you, especially because I met you and I would have cast you in your mid to late thirties. And oh. then I see that you are, you've been working consistently, you know, since the nineties. And as you're talking openly about pagers and, you know, Thomas guides, and all this stuff like the fact you are so marketable like as far as your age range like I'm sure you play a really diverse range of ages do you not 
Um, you know, I like to, yeah, it's, it's funny because, um, <laughs> I, I like to be a chameleon, you know, yes. I like, I like character actors that can be a chameleon and I'm kind of lucky that I can kind of like, you know, cheat and be a, a couple different nationalities or diversities. Right. And I've played yeah. everything b- from Chinese to Latin to Native American to, you know, I, Filipino to, yeah. you know, now the casting has changed a little bit because inclusivity, inclusivity and diversity has changed a little bit. So they, you know, you see on the breakdowns, specifically, we want Vietnamese right. Southern region, you know, and um, there's definitely pros to that, but there's also constant because we're leaving a, not a lot to imagination and I had this conversation with you know a, a huge casting director and I asked her I said so so you can't play lesbian anymore if you're not right? lesbian like so I'm like so and I have to what, what do I need to do do I need to come out as like a lesbian or you know I'm gonna have kissed a few girls but yeah uh, <laughs> you know how many how many how many count <laughs> I know you know and that is such an interesting conversation because I am all for diversity and I think there are so many underserved you know demographics that that absolutely get to have a voice and and uh you know a, a way in and then if we were to only hire actors with disability we would have never seen the magic of my left foot you know when 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 Daniel Day Lewis like gave us a performance that was incredible because he's an actor you know and it's like that's what we do we we become other things and so there is that fine line of can can are we allowed to act and be other people and how do we also be inclusive with the people that are already that you know like it's an interesting conversation for sure well i think it starts with the writers yes um because you know I mean, you'll come and see my show, but I do a whole bit on, um, you know, how growing up there was no Asian people did not exist on TV, especially Asian women. You know, I mean, we didn't have I Love Lucy Lou or um, Little Rice Hut on the Prairie. Like, we, you know, and I grew up wanting to be blonde and blue eyed because Mm -hmm. it's all you saw. It's I felt like. America's dirty little secret like we were being like we weren't good enough to be on TV so um except for the token concubine right or the token geisha or whatever it was um and so you know I'm glad things have changed because I was told by um you know many casting directors that um they'll never combine or they'll never put a, a, a mixed race couple together right mm. but when you walk out on the streets that's all you see is mixed For race sure. couples right so why isn't film I mean film is it's catching up you know and we're dealing with like middle America and all that stuff but um you know I think art should reflect life life reflects art and um so um, you know, it's slow coming. I mean, I yeah. think we're about 15 years still behind, but we're catching up. And once we go to one extreme, I think we'll spring back and go back the other way. And mm. because you're right, like if, if um, you know, if only um, gay people can play gay people, then we wouldn't have had Serpico or Philadelphia or yes. you know, um, some of the great, you know, art masterpieces of our time if we look back. But 
Um, I think it starts with the writers. Yeah. You know? And we need to cultivate more diverse writers to, you know, and I think it's happening, but it's, we had to, um, we had to hit some walls before, sure. we, before, you know, but, um, hopefully everyone's included now. Yeah. Just like life, you know, exactly. Just- We're all here, you know, and I am a huge proponent of creating your own content. And I feel like you are the queen of creating your own content. Um, <laughs> I want to quick, not quickly, however long we talk about this, because I think it's so amazing. I want to talk about, um, dear Yoko and, ah. and how will you, first of all, I want to know if you're ever going to bring it back. And second of all, I would love for you to share the audience a little bit about how that came to pass and a little bit about that project, because just the clips that I've seen just are, uh, amazing and the music is phenomenal oh thank you yeah I walked into an acting class taught by Jocelyn Jones and it was my first day and and one of the first exercises is um a picture exercise um and her her class was based on the books uh, book by Milton Casales which was originated at the Beverly Hills Playhouse but she had her own class and you know, I, you get 10 minutes to just do an environment exercise where you're just being you. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to put makeup on. So all I did was I threw foundation on and I did my eyebrows because mm-hmm. my, my environment exercise was me doing makeup to music. She, and then at the end, in front of, in front of this class of a hundred people, she's like, have you ever thought about playing Yoko Ono? Mm. And I laughed. I said, <laughs> oh, the woman who broke up the Beatles. <laughs> you know, my stand-up community yep. came out, right? And she just looked at me and she's like, I'm going to assign you an exercise, a picture exercise. And she, and I was like, oh no, you're going to make me do yoga. I was so, rela- I, you know, I was like, okay, fine. Then when I started, because I grew up in, I, drew, I grew up in California, you know, I was one of those mm-hmm. California, Orange County kids, grew up in a bathing suit. And, um, and I, you know, not wanting to identify with my Asian side, my mother's culture, because you know, Yoko Ono was hated. Sure. I didn't, you know, so I wanted to blend in on the, you know, not identify as Asian. So, um, but it wasn't until I started excavating this woman's story that I became fascinated with her life. And I saw how much it was, how much it related to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, being a, a female artist in um, a patriarch society mm. and trying to find identity through xenophobia and um, and always trying to stay true to yourself when like this woman experienced 50 years of hate and being a scapegoat yeah for what like if somebody said this one <laughs> that girl broke up the backstreet boys would anybody care for sure <laughs> you know because that's what the beatles were they were the original backstreet boys <laughs> um but you know back then they didn't you know they had magazines and mm-hmm. you know, and it was post pearl harbor so mm-hmm. it was anti-japanese sentiment and it was a lot of a lot more racism going mm-hmm. on you can imagine but as i started you know went down this rabbit hole of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, I, I fell in love with her the same way. I understood why John Lennon loved her Yeah. <gasps> out of all the other women in the world. I was like, oh, why isn't her story being told? Yeah. Why? And, and you can't pick an like, so she turned me into a writer uh. and um, I wrote a screenplay 
and nobody wanted to read it because there was because I knew I wasn't going to get Beatles music. So Mm -hmm. I wrote all original music that sounded like the the 60s and the Mm -hmm. 70s or whatever. And no one read it. So um, this guy I was dating said, put it up at the fringe to, you know, the fringe. And I produced it and got 14 of my friends and a director and we we I, i'd never done the fringe festival before but if you're an actor in la do it because yep. it's one of the greatest experiences you can have as an artist in la because mm-hmm. that's when the art community comes together and you know and gives you all these discounts and you get to create something for you yeah or be a part of something that really showcases you you know for a month, there's thousands of shows going on 24-7 in the month of June. I had never experienced anything like that because I'd never done theater right. until then. So then people saw it and there was sold out shows and standing ovations and it was such an experience. I was like, oh my God. And so people were like, well, make it into a musical. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like a musical. I don't, I've only seen two musicals, Miss Saigon and, you know, Grease and Fiddler <laughs> on the Roof. So I bought a book, How to Write a Broadway Musical. And I was, so I was, I kept it going. So I did it. And then, um, like four or five years later, 28 original songs later, wow. Um, the Cal State LA got behind it and workshopped it and allowed me to be a guest in their, you know, it was part of their, one of their school curriculum, like classes that, you know, you can take as credit. Mm-hmm. And we filmed it. And then, and then my mom died the mm-hmm. month after we, you know, Cal State LA did a huge workshop on the musical. <clears throat> and I channeled that grief into, and, that, and I've been trying to sell this Yoko John Lennon show for, you know, God, eight, 10 years now. Yeah. But because I don't own the life rights to her. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's had its ups and downs. Sure. You know? People know that it's an incredible story. The one, you know, the version that I have, but to, you know, you know, we're, we live in such a Sue happy world. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I, we do. I suggest never write a, never write a story about someone you don't have the life rights to. But it was one of those like I've tried to walk away from. Yeah. And I kept getting pulled back, you know. Yeah. And I chant. So Dear Yoko is um, about three generations of women, me, my mom and Yoko Ono and how are and, and so it's kind of like you know, three place on stage and I've never done a one woman show before, but I needed to channel that grief. Yes. You know? Um, and out of the pain came this, my first time being just on stage and being vulnerable. Yeah. And, and I got the courage to do that by watching other solo artists mm-hmm. and the best solo shows that I saw were the ones where people were raw mm-hmm. and real and spilled their guts out on the stage. And there was something really powerful and, and, and liberating yeah. in a solo show. I was like, Oh my God, it's scary. Cause you got to memorize. Yeah. You barely remember, remember sides these days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got you got like 75 minutes of material. Wow. And in, in, in a dark theater and you're telling people your deepest, darkest childhood wounds. Yeah. But when I, when I, you know, when I hear like people crying in the dark and or laughing in the dark, it, that's as an artist, I was like, wow. I felt like a maestro in an orchestra wow. waving this wand. And I was like, wow. 
this took everything out of me, but it was worth it. And people still talk about that show. And, and I was going to bring it back on February 18th because the date, the, um, the, the rub <clears throat> is on, we're doing, I'm doing it on Yoko's 90th birthday. Wow. Because they wanted, Solo Fest uh, wanted me to bring back Dear Yoko. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then um, through the course of events that happened, um, I decided to switch gears and write this story about my closeted life as a masseuse, uh, as my side hustle, Mm -hmm. um, and write something that I do own the rights to, which is my life. Yes. And and here I am being naked all over again. You know, it's like coming out of the closet. (laughs) For sure. And I am so excited to see that show um, because I just find you to be so interesting and so Uh, fascinating. And in that story alone, like and here's the deal is like and I'd love for you to speak on this talking about the side hustle, you know, whether you're waiting tables, doing massage, whatever your side hustle is, what I would love for you to share with the listeners, because you've been a working actor for so long, the reality of what the side hustle looks like to a working actor. Oh God. I mean, <clears throat> and not, you can't speak for every actor, but like your experience, cause you've been in the business for a long time and you've not, I mean, your credits don't look like you've ever stopped working. Yes. There's probably been lulls in, in, you know, time, but you know, we do have to keep paying the bills. I, I, I yeah. And when people will say, I'm going to come to LA and I'm going to give it two years. I'm like, Oh, oh God. Oh. oh God. I, I, I laugh. Cause I'm like, no, honey, you either, you gotta, you know, you gotta play the long game or, you know, but people don't realize For you sure. know, what it entails. And you know, I used to wait tables at this restaurant and I used to wait on, on Edward James almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him yeah. um, from the many things that he's done. For sure. Uh, and one of the original famous Latino spearheading actors. And he used to say that he used to tell me stories of when he used to deliver acting and he used to deliver furniture at night. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't ever quit because you never know if tomorrow is going to be the day that you get your break. Mm. And so even in my darkest hours, Amber, when I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just want to die. I hear Edward's words. You never know. And I'm like, that was a blessing and a curse. Sure. (laughs) Like, you never know if tomorrow is going to be the day. I'm like, oh my God. So, you know, but what else am I going to do? I, I, I don't have a, a college degree. I don't have a sugar daddy. I don't have anything except these are my, my projects are my babies. So yeah. I, don't, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of babies, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you still get the butterflies when you get your C-mails? My oh, or like you know, when you get you know a notification from your agent, you know that yeah, such and such wants to see you. Like, does it still bring that flicker inside of you? I had to go to I had to do a lot of therapy on yeah on the rejection of not getting something yeah um because and to me I unfortunately it's kind of like going on a date for the first time with someone that you really, really, really wanted to work out with. Right. And you're like, this is the one. And then you put, you, you get all gussied up and you put on your best behavior and you do your best performance. And then they don't want a second date. Mm. 
yes and that is an amazing analogy and they're like they just went in a different direction yep. <laughs> never you're like good job but we they just i'm like what direction did they go like yeah. where is that direction like i thought i was the perfect direction for sure yeah. i was and- the destination <laughs> <laughs> i'm the golden ticket you don't even know um but so that's what auditions would feel like to me like I would just put all my hopes and eggs in one basket like you're the one I love you you know I love you so much and then after you after you do that for how many decades you just kind of have to think of the the not not the winning of the audition but the actual process of the audition yeah being able to get dressed up that day and channel this character and perform even for 10 seconds right and enjoy I had to learn how to enjoy the process Mm -hmm. the journey and not the destination Mm -hmm. because I was going I was going crazy yeah depressed I had to go to I had to call therapists I had to learn how to do EFT which is a tapping technique you know Mm -hmm. um I because I was very attached to yeah. each each audition <laughs> what are you because you're like what's wrong with me right what's wrong with me um and but, it's just getting more and more competitive with the self-tape world you know people are self-taping from all around the world it used to just be like when you could get to the audition and they were in person so the odds were a little more in your favor and now it's like the gates have just kicked open I love the self-tape process I was one of the one of the good things that came out of the pandemic for me Yes. You know, because I, I mean, I really love being able to have the freedom of lighting it the way I want. Yep. <laughs> Not having to go to the audition and seeing everybody else reading for the role. Yes. Um, and also being very creative and, um, you know, cause when we go to, when we used to go in in person, the only thing we were allowed to hold were our sides. Yep. But there's certain behaviors that as a character where you're, you're, you could be hiding while you're playing with a pencil, right? For sure. The behaviors that you can add, colors, things you can do as an actor that you can't when you're in a room with just blue four walls. Yep. And you know that you only have 10 seconds because there's 60 people in the waiting room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is there is the freedom in that. You know, one of the things that I loved about when I was looking through your Instagram page is I love how often you will put up an inspirational quote. And I I wonder if you'd be open to talking about how how like the inspirational side of things has influenced your work, has influenced who you are today, because I love that you give back the words of encouragement. Oh, gosh. I think the only reason why I'm on Instagram is to follow, you know, my friends and also to get the to get the inspiration. Yeah. But I did. um, I've done a lot of acting seminars and 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 they they do talk about your your page has to add something to people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not I don't put up pictures of my food or me working out, which is nothing wrong with that. But you know, if someone's going to land on my page, I, I'd like to encourage some pearl of wisdom. Cause I know what, if I'm flipping through the feed and I see something encouraging that kind of makes my day for sure. 
Right. And we all kind of need to help each other along. I probably could do more inspiring quotes, but people, but when I've done that, people call me like, Anzu, are you okay? Isn't that true? Is this Uh, an outreach program? Do you need help? (laughs) Yes. And you're like, no, I am sincerely giving you like the gift that I'm feeling in my heart right now, which is keep going or don't give up or like whatever it is that, that you're feeling inspired by, like just sharing it so that maybe one more person can feel that, that gift. And yes, so many people look at it as, oh gosh, she's not okay. It's like, no, I'm really okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't post the pictures of me crying in fetal position in the corner, but, you know, it's like, I'm okay. I've, I've made it this far. I ain't going anywhere because Edward James almost said, you never know tomorrow's going to be your day. Oh, I just love that, you know, and I, and I love that, 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 that stuck with you, you know, and, and, you know, there are certain times where maybe we need to do less or take a break or rest or like rejuvenate. But it's like, if that dream and that spark is in your heart and in your drive and in your spirit, like continue to go toward that. Cause just like you said, tomorrow might be the day. I always say on this podcast that Monday is my favorite day is my most favorite day of the week because anything can happen this week. Like here's Monday, which is the day that we are recording. And I have no idea what calls are going to come in, what opportunities are going to come in, what auditions I did a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, that are going to circle back and go, Hey, we want to talk to you. Like it's just Mondays are full of miracles as far as I'm concerned. And I think it's good for like, uh, you know, to make a little list in your, in your phone of when those things did happen. Like when you did get the call and said, Hey, Amber, can you, can you do this? And then you find yourself working opposite your favorite actor or whatever, you know, just like the, the magic when you, there's magic. And sometimes we forget like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching D Wallace do, I turn on the TV and I see D Wallace on an episode of criminal minds. And I remember sitting in my living room and I'm like, wow, I want to be on criminal. I'll know that when I'm on criminal minds, I will have made it. Right. Next thing I know I'm filming criminal minds. And I was like, yeah, I didn't make it, but I'm in criminal minds. For you know? sure. But you did make it to criminal minds, you and know? Like, and it's was... like if we it whatever making it yeah. looks like, you know, it's just like it's just making it to the next step, you know, and making it to the next opportunity. Anytime I walk on the set or anytime the gates yeah. it like they expect you on the gates of Paramount and they're the gates open and they know that you're coming, it's like what? You gotta, yeah, it's those, it's, it's, it's those moments because I've had some weird phone calls, you know, and and you're like, did, did I manifest that or did, did that just fall into like, yeah, you know, and so and, the, and going and just piggybacking or you know, circling back to the auditions and stuff. And there is something to be said about like the ones, the roles that are yours, will you will not be denied. Yeah. Right. And trusting that if you just keep winning the room and keep, you know, doing your best work and becoming better as an actor, you know, um, I think as hurtful as sometimes when you really want one, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, And you don't get it or whatever, but you have to trust that it's the journey is just is just polishing your diamond right For and sure. every little thing is just polishing even waiting tables like it's a character study like everything can be added to um everything can be 
added to because as actors we're storytellers and we're, we're telling stories about life and the human condition and the more we can learn about relationships or the human condition or um, the way a person thinks or how a person you know drinks their coffee like that it's a steady, you know, for sure. Um, Plenty of people in whatever it is that you do on the side, even if you're just, you know, going out for coffees in the morning, like assessing the people that are in line, like there's the grouchy people, the happy people, the dog people, like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's so fun to do character study uh, in public places because boy, you can really pull from some folks. <laughs> right. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So um, I want to, before we close, and then I'm going to ask you, you know, to talk about whatever projects coming up that you would like to talk about. But I think it's really important to circle back to the rub, which is coming up um, on February 18th. Where can people find tickets and learn more about your show? Well, we only have 10 tickets left. And, <gasps> oh my and, gosh. Yeah. And so, um, and I'm thinking of bringing it back um, in the fall again. I mean, if I'm sure if, if it has the kind of legs, you know, hopefully, and I'm every day I'm working on it now and, and I'm like, what have I done? What am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what? What, 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 what am I crazy? And I'm like, yes, I am crazy. But I woke up the other day and, um, you know, because uh, I I get messages, right, in the morning and um, little pearls of wisdom, like between that twilight hour from sleep to wake. And I get these, you know, that I guess that's when my guides feel like they can drop a nugget, you know? Sure. And because um, I was asking, like, why am I doing this? Why, why am I... And it's the answer I got was because I could feel artistic freedom. Mm. I don't need to book the job. I don't need to be a certain race. I don't need to be a certain age. I get to just be on zoo with all my character defects, with all my, you know, with, with everything. I get to just paint in this palette and I get to um, just... I get to say what I want to say and, you know, you're all, the, you know, it's just, I don't have to try to fit in a box. Mm -hmm. I get to create the box. Mm, I love it. And paint it any color you want. <laughs> and, and I can color outside the lines and, and, and these, and I don't have to follow anybody else's rules or laws or, you know, and, and I think, you know, after doing 15 years of stand up comedy, I did comedy because I don't think, I, I think it's too much of a control freak to be in an improv group where I have to mm. depend on someone else to be funny for it to bounce back. To, I'm like, no, just give me yep. the mic. <laughs> yep. It's so hard because if, if you're in a good improv group, oh, it's it's the best. But when you're not in a, you know, when you're depending on like five other people, you're just like, oh my God. Um, but that's yeah. why I did stand up comedy. And I, that's where I learned. That's why I learned and developed my voice, I guess. Mm. Wow. Because comedy is pain, right? Comedy is truth and pain. And we all have truth and we all have pain. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, in doing stand-up, um, it kind of really opened up the door for acting as well. Once somebody says, oh, you can do stand-up, they think you're funny. So they'll mm -hmm. give you a chance. They'll bring you in the room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always creating new doorways, new avenues to opportunities. You know, the more that you have to offer, 
the more, you know, is available to you. And again, you're a multi-hyphenate and not just a loose one. Like you bring the goods, you know, you've got the, you've got the resume and the reels and the videos and everything to back up what you've created as this career. You have literally built an amazing career for yourself. So I commend you. Oh my God. I'm going to listen to this podcast when I'm feeling down. (laughs) It's so, you know, it's so true. It's just, you know, when, when I call this, uh, this podcast actors inspiration, you know, people that have walked the walk, you know, and, and, and you've really done that. So, you know, thank you for your artistry. Oh my gosh. Thank you for you. And I think, you know, like, like you said earlier, creating your own content yes. whatever that is because you have to spoon feed people how, how to see you in this yep. industry you got to go here it is oh say ah <laughs> this is me here's here's another bite and another you know you got to spoon feed them and you know and say yeah because you know, and I, I, my, one of my, one of my favorite mottos is a squeaky, a squeaky wheel gets the oil. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it's true. You know, the person that complains usually gets the attention. Like it's just the, 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 you know, the person that raises their hand or what is it? A, a something mouth doesn't get fed. Uh, what is a, it? A closed mouth. Closed mouth doesn't get fed. Right. So you got to open that mouth and, 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 you know, let people know you exist. Right. Uh, so what projects um, do you have coming up that I may have missed um, that you might want to highlight? I know I mentioned the blacklist, which is coming out. Is there anything else that you wanted to promote while you are uh, on the stage, if you will? Oh, gosh, I just want to promote inspiration, you know, yeah. and, I, you know, like I, I, I do listen to a lot of motivational, like all day long. I'm listening to positive stuff from YouTube. Like I'm a YouTube, like positive thing you know, I search out positive videos on YouTube because if the, if positive isn't coming in and negativity is coming out, right? Yep. So, yep. um, the rub, it, you know, is my, is my baby that I'm, you know, and I highly, you know, and my director, Jessica Lynn Johnson has a, a free writers group on Saturdays that she does for, you know, anybody who wants to write or maybe you know she has these writing prompts and anybody who wants to you know check out maybe even never thought about maybe doing a one-person show she has that and you can um you can google her on jessica lynn johnson soaring solo artists and there's a wonderful uh, solo community um available if you're wanting to showcase yourself as an artist um and um just i don't know um I love that. I just wrote that down because that's, um, that's, is something that I've always been interested in. So thank you for that. that Oh, do it, do it, do it. It's going to be the most uh, exhilarating and most uh, rewarding experience, I think, as an artist uh, that you can do. And, um, and by seeing other solo artists, it'll help you shape yours and inspire, inspire yours as well. Mm Mm -hmm. Um, But there is that community out there and, um, and it can turn into so many different things, you know? Yes. Um, but I mean, like, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, um, for 20 years did his one man show called Pearls to Swine and that was Sling Blade. Wow. And, you know, Vin Diesel got his first start doing a short film, Uh, you know, little, this, they all started with creating their own content. Um, what's 
uh, what's that goodwill hunting yep. you know like um matt and ben knew that they they had to create something or no one was gonna they were gonna be like little feature parts you know yep, yep exactly you've got to make you make your mark so build I, ma- make it what's that what's that rome build build uh make it build it and they will come yeah yeah that's yeah. that's that's what it is build it and they will come yeah Oh, that's wonderful. So I normally say, do you have any parting words of inspiration? Build it and they will come. Build it and they will come is a wonderful one. But are there any other uh, wise words that you want to leave the audience with today? (laughs) Wise words. Oh, gosh. Um, Cultivate your network. Build Mm. your friendship. Build your build your rock. Have your rock. Right. Because you know, in the, in the valley, we've got hills and we've got valleys and you want to have your own little rat pack, right? Yeah. People that support you because that will keep you going. And I think it's important because we're not, we, we, it takes a village, right? And, and, and it's great to have a support system. And, and I feel like if I didn't have my support system from keeping me from jumping off the edge. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Your tribe. Yeah, your tribe, build your tribe, right? And um and you know, I mean, I'm so blessed to have met you. You're such an inspiration to me. You're a powerhouse. Thank you. And um and you know, I'm so excited to see you on the 18th and D Wallace will be there. And- I'm so excited. We'll back again. <laughs> That's a, you know, we build our tribe. We, you know, build your tribe and keep your you know, keep your diamonds, you know, find your diamonds in the dirt and keep them close, right? I love it so much. Well, Anzu, thank you for being a guest thank today. You, thank Amber. you for oh your God. words of wisdom. You're I always awesome. close. Thank you. I close every episode by saying, if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you. Ah. Go create some miracles. Always believe that you can. And this year I decided to take it up a notch and say, take it easy, surrender to what is and enjoy yes. blossoming into who you're becoming. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful saying for every Monday. Every Monday. Amen to Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, girlfriend, you have a beautiful rest of the day, and I cannot wait to see you on the 18th. Thank you. Go spread your sunshine. Okay. Bye, girl. Bye.